Hello, 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 and welcome to Ty's Tech Line. This is Tyler Harrington. I'm your host, and welcome to our first topical discussion. Uh, part of the reason I started this podcast is because I want to be have an outlet where I can just kind of talk about stuff that is in the news, stuff that's important to me, and just other things that I generally find interest in. And that's what I'm going to do in this episode. So this week, if you haven't heard yet, DJI, which is one of the biggest drone manufacturing companies in the world, they own probably over 50% of the market share, um, announced a new drone, the Mavic Air. So in this episode... I'm going to share my thoughts on the Mavic Air, what I think about it, and I'm going to tell you uh, why I pre-ordered it. Uh, I did. I pre-ordered the Mavic Air during the press conference. I started watching the press conference on Facebook Live, and before it was even over, I had already placed my order for a pre-order on DJI's website. So we're just going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what the Mavic Air is, the sort of status of drones in general, drone tech, and drones, especially in wedding films, because that's the primary thing that I do. And we're just going to talk about uh, why this matters and why anybody should care. So let's just jump right into it. So the first thing let's just kind of go through is what is the Mavic Air and where does it sort of fall in the DJI lineup? So the Mavic Air fits right between the DJI Spark, which is their small consumer drone, and the DJI Mavic Pro. So the DJI Mavic Pro is a really awesome drone that was announced probably 18 months ago, and it was innovative at the time and still is pretty innovative because of its folding design. Um, the legs or the arms uh, where the propellers are, they all fold down. It falls folds down into a very compact size. And at the time, it was by far the smallest drone on the market. It still had a great 4K camera, three axis gimbal, all that good stuff. Um, but at the time, it was really, really was revolutionary uh, what they were able to do with the size of this thing. So where does the Mavic Air fit in? Well, it fits in right in between. Um, so the it's, go, it, it's priced at $799 just for the drone itself. So the Spark, they just lower the price down to $399. So you've got $399, $799, and $999 for the Mavic Pro. So the Spark fits right there in the middle. Or sorry, the Air fits right there in the middle of the Spark and the Pro. And what's interesting about it is that it is kind of a combo of the two. If you look at it, it looks like these two drones sort of merged and took the best of both worlds. Um, so the Mavic Air is almost half the size of the Mavic Pro. It has those folding arms, which makes it really convenient for traveling, but it doesn't give up a lot of the quality and stuff like that that you lose in the Spark. So the Spark only shoots 1080p. The Mavic Pro shoots 4K. The Mavic Air also shoots 4K and all that good stuff. So let's run down the specs really fast and then we'll sort of talk about it. So the DJI Mavic Air, uh, $799, like I said, starting price or $999 for the Fly More Combo. It has a, a one 2.3 CMOS sensor. Uh, so it's a small sensor. It's smaller than Micro Four Thirds. It's honestly probably a little bit bigger than a cell phone sensor, but not by much. Uh, it's 12 megapixels. It shoots in 4K Ultra HD at 100 megabytes per second. This is a big deal. Uh, it's reported to have a 21 minute flight time. It has a four kilometer range, which is about two, 2.1 miles. Um, it has a top speed of 41 miles an hour, which is crazy. It's actually the fastest um, Mavic drone that they make. Uh, it has a three axis gimbal. It has seven sensors, two on the front, two on the back, and two on the bottom. And it only weighs in at a whopping 430 grams, which is not very much at all. So the reason why I think that this is a big deal is because portability for me is one of the most important things to me when it comes to drones. So currently I own the Phantom 3 Pro and the Phantom 3 Pro I bought 
uh, in November of gosh of 2015, I guess it was. So it seems like in terms of drones and those types of things, it's been ancient at this point. The technology just feels very antiquated. But the problem I've always had with the Phantom is that it's just a pain in the butt. It's It requires its own backpack to carry around. The controller is massive. It, it takes not forever. I mean, again, you're talking about like minutes here. It takes like probably five minutes to put the whole thing together, to screw all the propellers on, get everything out, get everything ready to go. And on a wedding day, it just it's just like a whole nother thing you have to deal with. And it works and it's fine, but just for what I need it for, I've always wanted the Mavic. I've wanted the Mavic since the first time I saw it, since it was announced. I was like, oh, I really, really want that. But I couldn't really justify buying one since I had just got the Phantom 3 Pro and the image quality honestly wasn't that much different. So I just, I couldn't justify it. Fast forward to now with the Mavic Air coming out, honestly, the image quality, it's maybe, it has a higher um, bit rate. So it's 100 megabytes per second, bits per second, but it's really not that big of an upgrade as far as image quality over the Mavic Pro and honestly probably over my Phantom 3 Pro, but this thing is so tiny. When the guy got up on the stage to announce it, he pulled the controller, his wallet, his phone, and the Air all out of the same jacket pocket. It gives, it's insane how small it is. It's a little bit bigger than an iPhone 10. And for me, that right there is just, that's a game changer. Because on a wedding day, I'm able to take this thing, I can put it into my bag, I can carry it around with me all day when I need to. If I need to just, I just fold it out, throw it up in the air, grab a couple shots, and that's it. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk more about weddings and why that's important in just a second here. But so let's, let me talk about some of the pros and some of the cons of this Mavic Air that I see compared to the, the DJI Mavic Pro. Because honestly, a lot of people are looking at this and saying, gosh, it seems like everything about the Air is better than the Mavic Pro and it's cheaper. Why would anybody buy a, a Mavic Pro? And that's one of the interesting interesting things about DJI is that they're not afraid to hold back. Like they're not trying to preserve their line. They're not really, it doesn't seem like they really care about cannibalizing themselves. They just want to put out the best drones that they can possibly put out. And I listened to a podcast yesterday on the Vergecast and they had Ben Popper who used to be a reporter for the Verge. He now works at DJI. And basically he was saying, he's like, in China where DJI is based, it is a very different marketplace where there they don't, as soon as you put something out, you can expect that within six months, someone's going to put out something very similar at a cheaper price point. Like that's just kind of the way the competition works there. So DJI, the way to stay ahead of that is they just keep putting stuff more and more and more stuff out. So if they keep putting out better and better and better drones, and they keep wanting upping themselves, the competition will never be able to catch up. But as soon as they start to try and sort of do kind of pull, you know, maybe like the Apple approach or most notoriously for this these days has been Canon, right? Canon is holding back key features from their different cameras to try and push the consumers to go buy different things, right? They won't put a good 4K codec in any of their DSLR cameras because they want you to buy a cinema line camera, right? And for a long time, they didn't put any 4K at all because they're protecting their other lines. DJI, they don't care about that. They just go big or go home. They're innovating so fast. They're always coming out with new drones. It feels like every, you know, every nine months. Um, so they're always putting out new stuff. But so in that, so when you're looking at that Mavic Air versus the Phantom Pro or versus the Mavic Pro, right, it's sort of confusing. You're like, gosh, what is, what are the main differences? Okay. So the main differences I think that are like in 
favor of the air is that the air is smaller, obviously, has 100 megabits per second, has the rear sensors, and then it has a couple other software things that it can do. It has these like asteroid things that are like automatic features where you push a button and it'll, you know, take a drony for you or it'll fly up and do this 3D panorama thing. None of that really matters to me for weddings, but it is just kind of cool that it can do that. But that's just software. They can they can probably add that to the Mavic Pro if they really wanted to. But the 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 biggest like pros again is really just going to be the size. Again, the cameras are going to be about the same. Has those rear sensors. It's just sort of like an upgraded Mavic Pro with half the size. But there are a few caveats that I think people are quick to overlook that I don't think that can be completely left out. So the first thing is that the uh, the Mavic Air uses Wi-Fi for connection between the drone and the controller, whereas the Mavic Pro uses like the light sync technology. They have a whole different wavelength in which they're doing that. So the Mavic Pro range is like four miles or something insane like that, whereas the Mavic Air, right, they're rating it around two miles, but it's still Wi-Fi. So that means that you have the possibility of there being some kind of disruption. And it makes me a little bit nervous because there's really nothing scarier than having your drone up and far away from you and you're obviously supposed to keep it in line of sight and I pretty much do for the most part but there's sometimes where you're just like kind of hard to see or you kind of lose it in the sky or whatever and your controller starts to starts to glitch out and you can't see what's on the screen it's a really scary thing and it's really easy to lose your drone if that happens so wi-fi is way more susceptible to that so the mavic air only uses Wi-Fi. Now they claim that it's gonna be better and everything I've seen so far online hasn't really had any issues with that, but I haven't seen too many examples where people are flying it super far away. And uh, most of them are flying it in remote areas, which obviously like, kind of makes sense. But if you're flying it in a potentially uh, a more uh, a zone with more interference that could disrupt your Wi-Fi, makes me a little nervous exactly you know what, what could happen. So there's that. And what's really interesting, actually, side note, gosh, DJ, they're just so innovative with the way they do stuff. So DJI actually made it so that when you flip down the landing gear, like the front little things that hold up the drone, that's where they put the Wi-Fi uh, radios, which is just crazy. The second thing is going to be battery life. Okay, so Mavic Pro can the battery lasts around i think they say 27 28 minutes is what it's you know rated from dji whereas the mavic air is only rated around 21 minutes for me that's not a huge deal it comes i bought the fly more combo which comes with three extra batteries so 21 minutes is a long time when you're up in the air i guess it sort of depends if you're somewhere crazy where you needed like with crazy high winds and stuff like that where you needed the extra juice that might make a difference or if you're flying it in the cold 21 minutes can, if that gets shortened, that can be a pretty short flight. But having all these extra batteries and they're probably, I'd imagine they're quick to charge. That's not a huge, huge deal. And then the last thing is that's like a pro for the Mavic Pro obviously is like, it's it's quieter, which I don't know. Again, I don't know how much that matters to me. The Mavic Pro I've heard is very, is very quiet and they just came out with actually new propellers that make it even more quiet. But Again, I've seen different things on, on YouTube. And again, it's a drone. Like, I'm not super worried about it. I'm not trying to be that inconspicuous with it. It's a very small, tiny little drone that I just need to use for either for fun, honestly, if I want to take it on a hike or something like that, or for weddings. And for weddings, most of the time, I'm going to go away from where everybody is. It's going to be relatively high in the air. I'm not super worried about the noise or anything like that. So it's it's this, it's this debate everyone's kind of having online right now. Mavic Air, Mavic Pro. I would say if you already have a Mavic Pro, it's probably not gonna be worth upgrading, right? But if you're just getting into a foldable compact drone like I am, I think the Mavic Air makes perfect sense. Again, it's just up, updated tech. 
the Wi-Fi thing is the only thing that makes me a little bit nervous about having purchased it already. We'll have to see what happens. I again for me, I don't fly it that far away. I think that it'll be fine, but you know, only time will tell when it comes to that sort of thing. So again, is there a clear winner between these two? Not really. My biggest fear, in all honesty, is that the DJI Mavic Pro 2 is gonna come out soon, and then and that's gonna have like a really big sensor in it. But honestly, okay, so let's 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 just talk about like the rest of the DJI lineup. So they have the Spark, which is the tiny little baby one. Um, that's very, very small and it's more for consumers. It's more for just like a fun thing that you can kind of pick up. And they had the Mavic Pro. Now we have the Air in the middle there. And then we had the Phantom 4, the Phantom 4 Pro, which the Phantom 4 Pro has a one inch sensor, which is significantly larger, probably at least twice as large as the sensor that's in the, the Mavics. So that's a big deal. Like that's a pretty big jump up right there into the one inch sensor on the, on the Phantom Pro, but again, that's a huge, massive drone that you're gonna have to deal with. So you have to decide, like, do you want the good image quality or do you want the portability? You kind of have to pick one. And then on top of that, they have the Inspire, and with the Inspire 2, they have a whole bunch of different cameras that you can buy for it that are micro four thirds and have interchangeable lenses and all this stuff. So that's obviously gonna be your your best quality. But again, even from a price standpoint, like that, you're talking thousands of dollars for that one. Uh, fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars for the Phantom Four Pro, the Mavic around a thousand, the Mavic Air around seven ninety nine, and then you have the Spark. So I would just say if you're professional, and you need any sort of like professional results. I wouldn't go with the Spark. The Spark is just for fun if you want to take it on vacations and stuff. But now that almost becomes obsolete because the Mavic Air folds, which makes it way more compact and way more portable, whereas the Spark does not fold. So it actually has a bigger footprint than the Air, even though the body of the Spark is way smaller. So when it comes to the Mavic Pro 2, which obviously will come out eventually, I don't really know what they're going to be able to do to it. I think they'll add all the sensors like they have on the Air, and I think that they're going to try and make it so that it's I don't know how they're going to differentiate it because it's going to be bigger. So, I mean, obviously you have like the longer battery life. Um, they're going to have to do something with the image quality. And I just don't know how big of a sensor they're going to be able to put into the Mavic Pro 2. Because if they do, if they make it that much better, then what's going to happen to the Phantom lineup? So some people are predicting that they're going to figure out a way to put the one inch sensor into a foldable design. Call that the Mavic Pro 2. And then just get rid of the Phantom lineup altogether. Right, The Phantom line has been around forever since the very beginning of consumer drones like they were like one of the leading ones in that in that body design the shape has pretty much been the same ever since then so it's a little antiquated so maybe they will maybe they'll just get rid of that altogether. have the mavic pro 2 be the one inch sensor be a, this foldable design with a bigger sensor on it with good image quality and then have the air kind of be in between and then the spark be just for fun um, if that were to happen I don't know what I would do because I would definitely want the image quality. The size difference between the Mavic Pro and the Mavic Air, although the Mavic Air, I'm excited for how tiny, like teeny tiny it really is. But if I could get a foldable drone like the Mavic Pro with a one inch sensor, I would pick that all day, every day. So we'll have to see. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Um, but I think that these are going to sell like gangbusters. I already, like there's so many discussions on all my wedding filmmaker Facebook groups where everyone's been talking about it. And I think... I just think it's very, very interesting what DJI is doing, but they're also making it really hard because nobody wants to commit to buying a drone because you're afraid as soon as you buy one, something's going to come out right after that. That's that's happened to me when I bought my Phantom 3 Pro. I was super stoked to get it. And then a few months later, the Phantom 4 came out, with a, you know, which was way better and had all the sensors and all this stuff. And then at the, then my you know Phantom 3, not, not only is it sort of like worthless in my eyes, like, oh, I wish I had the 4, but it's actually 
becomes almost worthless monetarily. It's like a used car. As soon as you, as soon as a new one comes out, the old one is, you know, the value just pullments. You can't sell it, right? Especially since I, I crashed my Phantom Three Pro. I definitely couldn't sell that, and I insta storied the entire process of me trying to fix the gimbal. So that was never going to happen. So yeah. So I'm excited. I, I, th- I think that the Mavic Air is going to be great for wedding filmmakers and here's why so let's talk about weddings so when it comes to weddings my the priority for me when it comes to drone footage and honestly i don't when drones first came out they were all the rage and everybody had them everyone uses them for weddings and for the longest time everyone was opening their films you know with the cinematic drone shot which i'll admit i still do sometimes but i think that they've kind of chilled out a little bit because now everybody has one it's not as big of a deal and it's honestly people are kind of used to it they're used to seeing drone footage it's not as impressive as it once was so what i think that means is that the actual like having a drone although you do need to have it i think that it's a great tool to use it sets the scene especially in here we live in virginia and there's tons of we shoot at so many beautiful venues where they have they're set up in the mountains and it's really kind of hard to tell to get the uh context of just the beautiful scenery around without having the drone and the drone just adds much to that so i think that using drones for weddings i think that is still great but i don't think that quality is the most important thing when it comes to drones because one brides can't normally tell quality that much anyway like most normal people looking at a drone shot aren't going to be like wait a minute this isn't super sharp or oh the dynamic range is lacking in this area or no like if they see a drone shot and it's a good well-lit drone shot that's executed well and graded well and integrated into the film they're not going to look too hard at those little things that we look at so getting the shot is the most important thing and being able to get it quickly without having it to stress you out or take time from everything else that you're doing because right now like I was saying what I would have to do is I'd have to you know I'd get in the car and I'd drive the car somewhere where I could kind of hide and then take a few minutes to set up the whole drone and put the props on and spin them all on and get the thing out and get the controller out and hug my hook my phone in and take off and fly for a few seconds and then you know I'd fly it around for 10 15 minutes maybe at the most and then I would use one of those shots in the film maybe two right is it really worth like all that extra hassle so now this what should be you know a a 10 minute task of you know getting the drone out putting it up in the air getting a few shots and bringing it down is now taking me 20 sometimes 25 minutes to go you know go away find the spot I've got to get the bag out of the car if I didn't bring it in, you know, all that extra stuff. Uh, and don't even talk, and then don't even get me started on destination weddings, right? We shot a couple weddings. Uh, we've shot a few destination weddings this year, and it's just so hard to to lug the drone around. We're already struggling, especially in cities. We shot two weddings this year, one in Philly and one in Chicago, and it was just it was rough. Like I wanted to bring the drone with me to a few places to maybe just see if this would be a good place where I could fly to see what I thought about it. But I'd have to you know lug the whole entire backpack and do all this stuff and it's very obvious what you're doing there's no quick way to do it and obviously you should follow all the FAA guidelines and regulations for flying but even still anytime you fly in any sort of a public place even if you're allowed to fly there and even if you're flying with safe practices having that really big drone can really just draw a lot of attention to you that you know you don't really want to have so having the really small drone that I could literally throw in Ash's purse or throw in a bag and carry with all my other camera stuff that I might have or just you know in a backpack or even in my jacket pocket you know there's a lot of value to that so i'd much rather have a 
a drone shot that I, you know, because I have my drone everywhere I go that may not be, you know, one inch sensor quality like you get in the Phantom 4 Pro, but at least I have the shot. Because I found, honestly, I have not flown my drone for fun in I can't remember how long just because it's such a hassle to take everywhere. And I honestly, I haven't even flown it at a few of the different weddings because I keep getting burned by it. Like, I'll get it out, I'll set the whole thing up, I'll go to take off, and there's uh, interference or there's this or there's that. And now what should have been, again, like, oh, I would have figured that out within a minute with the Mavic Air. It's now taking me, and I've already invested 10, 10 minutes trying to get this freaking thing to work, and then it doesn't work, and it doesn't take off, or I do it, and the shot's not any good, and then I don't want to get it out again, or I left the drone in the car because we had to lug all the stuff, you know, up all these flights of stairs to the to the venue, and I, we just left the drone in the car, and then I'm like, oh, this would be a perfect time for a drone shot. I have a few minutes. I don't have enough time to go to the car, but I have enough time to fly the drone, and then, you know, it just, it just became this big hassle, and honestly, I was just using the drone less and less just because of the inconvenience of it and when I first got the drone it was literally I, I can't describe a feeling of joy greater than the first time that I flew my Phantom 3 Pro like it's probably since I was a little little kid I had not been that excited and that just like amped to to do something I was giddy I was literally like a little like a little kid opening this thing, taking it out and flying it. Like it was this exhilarating thing. There's just something so amazing about flying drones. And I used to take it everywhere with me. Every time we'd go on a hike, every time we'd go visit our friends, you know, who own a, a wedding venue out in Lexington, Virginia, like every time I'd go anywhere where I could potentially fly it, I would bring it. But eventually it just became this big hassle and this big burden and it just didn't become worth it to me anymore. But I'm excited for the Mavic Air because I think that it'll reignite that sort of joy and that sort of passion to just go out and fly and get drone shots. And you know, experiment a little bit and who knows, you know, I, I, I'm just excited for it again, even if just for like vacations and stuff. Uh, and if the Mavic 2, Mavic Pro 2 does come out and it has an amazing humongous sensor and they do all this stuff with it, then, you know, I'll consider buying that. I'll look into that. I'll see, I'll see what my options are, but I think the Mavic Air is going to be great. I think it's going to be amazing for wedding filmmakers. I think that it's literally just the perfect tool, the size, the portability and DJI thinks of everything like in the controller something as simple as uh, if you've ever seen the controller it folds up to very very small probably two or three inches high by maybe I don't know five or six inches wide it's a very small compact package um, but with the Mavic Pro controller the problem people had was the thumbsticks if you try to put it in your bag the thumbsticks would get all you know jostled around could potentially break uh, but for the Mavic Air they've redesigned it so the thumbsticks actually screw off and they have a little place inside the controller where you can just snap them in there for for traveling right something as simple as that is the stuff that dji is just so good at and so good at paying attention to what their customers want what people need how people are actually using this thing like they know people want to take this thing and throw it in a backpack and they want to take it on a hike and they want to be able to put it up whenever they need to so something as simple as again being able to remove the the joysticks and put them on take them on and off really easily makes all the difference in the world so I think that DJI is, they're leading the way in drones, obviously. They're dominating the market. They're not afraid to innovate. They're not afraid to come out with new drones that can almost cannibalize their own drones for the sake of innovation and for the sake of pushing this to a new level. And obviously, I'm sure there's money that's inspiring that. I mean, obviously, they're making a bunch of money off of these things, um, but I think that's great. So last thought I'm going to end with here is who is this drone for? Like, should you buy this drone? So I would say if you already own a Mavic Pro, 
you probably don't need to buy this drone. I would wait for the Mavic Pro 2, see what it looks like, and then kind of make your decision from there. I wouldn't necessarily ditch your Mavic Pro. If that's your if that's your main drone and you're happy with that, I don't think there's any good reason really to ditch that for the Mavic Air. If you need that high quality, you need the one inch sensor, you need the Inspire, like obviously this isn't gonna be for you. The image quality just isn't there. They can't, they can't make the image quality so good with these little baby sensors. So I would say, Obviously, that's not going to be for you. This might be a good thing to pick up as far as just like a vacation drone or recreational drone, like just kind of for fun. But for professional, like high end, if you need the quality, you already know that and you already know that this this drone isn't for you. But if you're out there and you're that sort of like you're kind of a consumer, you're just a random person, you don't really have any professional aspirations and you're kind of debating back and forth between the Mavic Air and the Spark. I would say, I, honestly, if you can swing it, if the extra couple hundred bucks doesn't doesn't bother you, go with the Mavic Air. It's way more portable because of the folding design. It has a lot more safety features on it that's going to help you not to crash, right? Which, as when you're first getting started in drones, that's the most important thing, um, not crashing your drone. So this will help you with that. There's just so many upsides to it as far as like the quality, having the three-axis stabilization on the gimbal. Um, all these different things are going to just make a huge world of difference over the Spark. And although the Spark is small and fun and it looks cheaper, the, that price doesn't include the controller, if I'm correct. So you have to pony up an extra couple hundred bucks, I think, for a controller. So once you've kind of done all that, I would just say go with the Mavic Air. So if you're just looking to get into drones, this is a great time to get into flying drones, especially again, just for a hobby. This is like the perfect vacation, hobby, travel drone. It's a little expensive maybe for just something to kind of mess around with. But if you find this interesting at all, again, flying drones is one of those things you can't explain it, but there's just such a joy and such a, I don't know how to describe it. It's just this rush that you get from doing it. If you've never flown a drone, I really highly suggest uh, trying to find someone who can let you fly theirs. It, it's amazing. It'll definitely be worth the $7.99 to pick this thing up, to have it for, for fun on vacation. And especially if you're, you know, if you're planning on going somewhere cool, like if you're going to Hawaii and you're looking for like a drone to take with you on your Hawaii vacation and you really want to document it, this is going to be the drone for you. So that's it, guys. That's all we have for you today about the drone. Hopefully, you guys found this interesting. I just, again, I want this podcast to be a place where I can come on every once in a while and just chat about stuff that I think is interesting and just sort of share my thoughts and share what I've what I've been thinking about this week. And I, again, I'm just excited about this drone and I wanted to be able to share some information with you guys, share my thoughts. So if you guys uh, have any thoughts of your own about the Mavic Air and you want to share them with me, please try and uh, connect with me over on Twitter. Username is at Tyler Harrington. Over on Instagram, it's also at Tyler Harrington. Uh, I want to hear from you guys. Like, are you going to buy this drone? Or do you have a Mavic already? Are you going to upgrade to this? All right, so that's all we have for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode of Ty's Tech Line. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.